Well, you know it was a good weekend uh, when it's Tuesday and you're supposed to upload a podcast tomorrow and you're just feeling well enough to actually record it. So that's how it's going this week. <laughs> I know what I'm going to talk about. After Hyde Man. Listening to you and uh, Justin, that's a professional podcast right there. The Man with a voice. He's got a wicked voice on him, too. He does. He's got a, like, oh my goodness. I listen to his voice. I'm like, dude, you can go places with that voice. You are freaking phenomenal. Has his own podcast. And what does he think? Oh, f***. Voistick presents the Honestly Lazy Podcast. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Honestly Lazy Podcast with your host, me, Mr. Boy Stick, and today I am fucking with my levels as we speak, and today we are, um, well, I'll just tell you about the weekend, I guess, but uh, before we get into that, this weekend being I went to Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, um, I might give some tips and shit, I really don't know what the hell I'm going to do. So I'm no, I know I keep moving around. Sorry about that. Uh, very unprofessional, but I'm honestly lazy. Uh, before we get into all that, I'd like to say a couple things. Uh, you're either listening to this in one or two ways on YouTube at the Honestly Lazy Show, or you can type in the Honestly Lazy Podcast and the channel will pop up. And or you're listening to this on Spotify, type in the Honestly Lazy Podcast and that shit will pop up. Also, I'm on Anchor.fm. I think I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on a bunch of stuff. Thanks to Anchor.fm for um, setting that up for me because uh, it's all free. Anchor.fm, thank you very much. This is just a random shout out to Anchor.fm because they are amazing. And they just randomly upload me to shit. So they're pretty good. And... Honestly, if you're looking to do a podcast, I wouldn't recommend anything else. Anchor.fm, because they put you straight to Spotify and, you know, Anchor.fm and all that type of stuff. But you're listening to me in all those type of ways. And we are so close to 50 subscribers on the YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this on Spotify and you're a supporter, go over to YouTube and subscribe to the channel. Uh, because I like doing the video part. Look at all this shit. I have it set up. You're you're probably watching this on YouTube more than you're listening to on Spotify. That's I advertise it more on YouTube than uh, Spotify. And I'd like to give a quick shout out. Uh, Quinn Marr, my guest last week, um, the prankster, uh, pretty much one of the easiest guys I can ever interview, and um, but just a good guy in general. He just hit 100 subscribers. Subscribers. Blah, blah, blah subscribers um and i just want to say congratulations i i know you were posting a lot on trying to get to 100 subs so i'm happy you finally got to it because i'm sorry if you hear my chair a lot i'm, I'm in my old chair oh that's going to drive me nuts um but thank uh like congratulations you've been busting your ass off i mean been doing the prank videos been driving all the way up to niagara falls which is uh quite a drive from here um, just to make content and, uh, you're on, I think your thing said you're on the road to one K. So good luck to your one K. Um, I'm just trying to get to hundred right now or yeah, a hundred. So if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching it, just subscribe. Um, I've been getting comments on the podcast on the last episode. I actually got some comment or comments, like some nice ones. So thank you to people that are actually listening and watching and actually leaving nice things. I thought I'd get bashed, but, um, 
I guess not. So thank you guys very much. Um, it's 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 been a long like I'm feeling better than ever doing this podcast, and I get to drink beer. This is mine. <laughs> but um, like I keep saying, um, it's amazing. It's amazing being like feeling this excited to come home and actually record because it used to just feel like a, a job where nowadays it's just like fuck a topic just just start recording i mean other people did it and they got millions of subscribers now might as well do it like that and see where it goes and i'd rather do it like this and have fun than you know try to be as professional as i can and maybe make it and just fucking hate how professional i am i'd rather be me and i really think i'm doing that being me. If you watch this on YouTube, notice my whiteness on my eyes. That's because I was wearing sunglasses the whole time at Mossport and my sunglasses um, left a nice little fucking tan line. But yes, I was at Mossport, aka Canadian Tire Motorsports Park this weekend. Um, and well, long story short, I survived. There's there like I love going there. Like it was the superbike races, and I'm not even a big fan of the superbike races. And like I, I, I was more going to go for the day, but because of COVID, um, like this was the first event where it was like camping back at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park since it shut down for two years, and I, I missed it so much in the two years. I would go up there, like on the weekends, and park at turn three outside the fence and just watch from the fence lines with my, um, with oh, my phone's ringing. Sorry. With, uh, my Timmy's coffee and, um, fuck it. Just go over here and, um, just watch the races. It was never even like anything. It was just people racing on track. That's how much I missed it. So when it came to the first weekend going back, I, I was actually supposed to go somewhere else. And I bailed on all my friends and went to Mossboro instead with some other buddies of mine because what they want to do is the, there was an Arkells concert in Toronto and they wanted me to go. They even got me a ticket, by the way. Sorry for the chair in the fucking background here. Or I guess I'll turn this way. Um, it's for iRacing. I'm having a lot of fun with that too. But I was supposed to go to Arkells and, um, with my friends. And then my my old buddies I actually haven't seen at a lot this summer. They're like, oh, we're going up to Mossport for the for the superbikes and we're camping there. And I said, mm, um, what should I do? And I just said, fucking, I hopped straight, straight to the superbikes. Told my f- college friends, sell my ticket if you can. I'll still buy it, but I am not coming. I think they sold my ticket because they never got back to me about it. But the Arkells looked amazing. I saw the posts. Uh, They were doing Friday to Sunday. And it looks like they did one hell of an amazing job. Their stage looked cool. They played just the hits and good set list. So I'm glad uh, everyone had fun there. And I'm glad I had fun at the Superbikes. Now let me tell you something about the Superbikes compared to the... Uh, well, I usually go for it. I usually go up for the Truck Series and the Pinty Series. Like, Truck Series NASCAR and the Canadian NASCAR Pinty Series. And this weekend was more chill than I could ever imagine. In a few ways. But there was a few things that happened. But, uh, 
it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was almost a good thing because, well, that place is just, you, you got to buckle in. It's, it's one hell of a learning experience the first time you go. I'm going to tell you a few things. You know what? I will give you a list of things right now that you should probably be prepared for before you go to, to probably any racetrack, but this is just Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. Um, first thing, uh, be prepared for any type of weather, even if it's in the middle of summer. I was up there August 13th weekend. This weekend had just passed. It's August. I was in my flannel freezing my ass off at night. This is all year round. Um, and it usually, on top of that, it's very, very, very windy. And if you decide to not go somewhere low, like if you go on top of a hill, your tent might go fucking flying while you're trying to set it up. I learned that when I went up for the May 2-4, we camped on the top of turn 3, and it was, well, it was, as you can imagine, it was very windy. And trying to set up a little four-person tent in that you think would be easy, but no, it was actually extremely hard and a, a very big pain in the ass to set up while the wind's all like pretty much bending it all the way down. I mean, even this weekend, we were on the straightaway right at the Canadian Tire Bridge, and my buddy David brought my brother a tent, and that thing the whole weekend was like like pretty much at a 45 degree angle on its side just blowing like wind and it's all year round it's just like this track is in the middle of nowhere and it's all fucking farmer's fields so like literally be prepared for that like it's just always windy and you're going to get very cold i recommend sweaters flannel i mean when i went up there for the may 2-4 i was in my sweater my flannel and my winter jacket to keep warm when I was trying to sleep with a sleeping bag on. So, you know, that's that's just one thing to prepare for. Next thing to be prepared for. Always bring more booze than you think you need. It's just a straight up fact. You, It's the environment that you're in. You will drink twice the amount that you will drink any night. Up there in one day. In one day. And you won't feel like shit. And you probably won't throw up. It's just, it's just the environment that you're in. It just, the people, the racing and everything, um, it just keeps you moving. It keeps you going. Like I was up there, um, and it's just like, like for fuck's sakes, I cracked a beer at nine in the morning making breakfast. Why? I would never do that back. Like living in my apartment, I'd never crack a beer at nine in the morning. Well, Okay, I have, but it's not like every weekend cracking a beer at nine in the morning. It's like a special occasion or, you know, just hair in the dog. Is that what it's called? Um, just trying to help your hangover. But I mean, like up there, it's just like because you want to drink. Like, what, you fucking stupid? Like, what do you mean? Of course I'm going to crack a beer. And like, nobody will judge you. Because you look around to the other campsites and everyone else is drinking at 9 in the morning too. The Superbike races were more chill than that. Like, I cracked a beer and I did kind of get some looks at 9 in the morning. <laughs> but um, uh, if if you want to crack a beer at 9 in the morning and you're at Mossport, just do it. Fuck it. It's Mossport. That's the next thing. 
Fuck it. It's Mossport. Anything goes. Like, don't be a complete and utter dumbass and try to get away with everything. But, you know, you, I, you can definitely let loose a little bit. Like, you still have to behave. There's still cops everywhere. But, I mean, you can walk around with beer in your hand. Uh, they Like, before COVID, there was concerts. And, I mean, everybody's just wasted there. And... Um, like, you know, like even like at night when you're like walking around, um, people just invite you to their campsites. Like I, I walked outside my campsite with my guitar and the campfire across from me was just like, Hey, bring that over and start strumming. And I was like, all right. And just started strumming. And they were like very friendly. And there was like just strum chords. Can you sing? I was like, Nope. And they were like, well, just fucking strum some chords. <laughs> And I did until my buddy Nathan came and saved me. By the way, they're like, don't worry. When Nathan comes on this podcast, we are definitely talking about Mossport. Because the year that I came up, Nathan even said it was probably the craziest year of Mossport. Um, next thing to be prepared for. No, not a lot of sleep. Not a lot of that. They start racing usually at 8 in the morning. That was for the truck series. This year, they were pretty good. Nine in the morning is when they started. And um, if it's at nine, guess what? They're starting up their motors at eight and getting them ready. If it's at eight, they're starting their motors at seven to get them ready. It's um, You don't get a lot of sleep unless you go to bed early. But, I mean, trust me, the environment you're in, you will not sleep a lot. You will be partying until 4 a.m., Every night, and it, it no and no one's easing up. It's it's a it's a tr- terrible but very fun thing. Um, always bring more packs of darts too than you think, because if you smoke, you're gonna smoke a lot more up there than than you would think. But you will not sleep a lot, unless you're a heavy sleeper. Then you can sleep through the cars and the stuff. But I'm like, I've never slept through anything right when that fucking if i'm up right when that sun comes up i i'm up and it's usually seven in the morning at mossport and usually hear that they're all just fucking getting their cars tuned and you're fucking dying in your tent still it's just a bad time <laughs> it is a very bad time um what's another thing be prepared for oh yes be prepared to walk a lot I don't know if this is just the friend group I go with or it's just a thing to do. But you, if you go up there, I guarantee you someone in your friend group is going to want to go for a walk. And they're going to go and want to walk on the track. Because at Canadian Terra Motorsports Park, when there's no racing going on, they will let you walk on the track. It's, a, it's over three kilometers long and it's all fucking hills. And you will probably have to do it once. With Nathan, I had to do it four fucking times every night. And yes, it is very hilly. No matter what, each way fucking sucks. It does. But if you go the opposite way the cars go, the straightaway is probably the shittiest part to walk. Because it has the tiniest slant of a hill. And you don't feel it until about you're halfway up. And then it goes like like as a little divot. So to get on the C part and then it kind of cools down... But for a lot of it, you're like, holy fuck, does this thing ever end? And then, so, so you'll do the track. I will shit. And this, this is what happened to me. You do the track and then it gets late at night and you go and try to find a party and you walk 
instead of walking a track, you walk to the other side of said track through the pits and through the infield and outfield where, by the way, it's just as hilly just to realize there's no bridge and you got to walk that same thing all the way the fuck back. It's, it is a terrible, terrible, it's a bad, it's a bad time uh, when you, when that happens. That happened to us this past weekend. We walked a track. Actually, one of my buddies puked on turn three, like not on the road. He puked in the grass. He just hit a vape pen wrong and puked. That was, that was probably the highlight of the weekend. That was fucking hilarious to see, but he, no matter what, he did do it, but, um, everyone went to bed. Like this is the weekend. This is the most calm weekend. Everyone went to bed early except for me and my one buddy, David. And that's what we did. I said, well, let's go walk and see if we can find a party. And we walked all the way. We crossed two bridges. So we walked, we were on the outfield, crossed the bridge, went all the way through the infield, crossed another bridge back to the outfield and walked all the way up. And if you know Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, we almost walked to the hairpin, which is like the, the far end of the track from where we were to realize, oh, there's no fucking bridge to cross here. Like we thought there was. And now we have to turn back and walk all the way back. All and like trust me, when you get past that second bridge, it's just a fucking big hills. Big big hills. The whole time. Still worth it though. Still worth it. Um like I would recommend anybody to even try the like to try this camping experience at track. Like my brother Brandon hounded me for years to go come up and do it. And I kept telling him, like, dude, I'm not a fucking NASCAR fan. And then um, and then me and my dad went up on the May 2 for just for the Sunday race. And I was hooked. I was like, holy shit, that was some cool racing. And they drove me around, showed me that, like, what the party situation was like. And I like to party. And we went up the year after for the May 2 for and I, and um, I've been hooked that track ever since. And you don't even have to like racing to go up there. It's just a good environment to just go to. Um, before COVID, the pits were always doing stuff. And there was a concert and an amazing firework show. Every long weekend, they were doing something. No firework show this time, though, because of COVID. Damn COVID. But they are doing the Pinty Series for Labor Day long weekend. And I think I will be attending because it's just... It's just one hell of a good time up there. Just make sure not to go as... Like, I had some wild friends the first time we went up. And we ended up... Uh, well, I'll just say we ended up having too much fun. That's the way I describe it. We ended up having too much fun. On the booze. When I went for the truck series, that was even worse. Because I was... Uh, what happened there? I was... I did not, when I went for the truck series, I was the, the the heaviest I partied up there at Mossport. And I mean, it was all with Nathan, and Nathan really showed me the ways, but Nathan has a rule book for fucking everything. His rule book is like, you bring enough booze, so I say just bring more booze, and if you run out, you can still go and buy booze. Nathan's rule is, you bring enough booze, you never leave the track. You have to, you're pretty much fucking locked in there for the whole weekend. You cannot leave. 
he gave me shit for that. Um, also in his rules, hold your piss. I'm not good at that one, especially when I start drinking. Oh my God, I piss every other, every other, like one beer after I piss, I'm pissing again. And he really didn't like that either. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying he was actually mad at me, but he was just like, come on, man. Like, hold it. And I'm like, dude, there's a, there's a fucking porta potty right there. Oh, that's another one. Another thing to be prepared for. All right. This is just for the. The people don't have trailers. You don't have a bathroom in the trailers. Um, that last day in the public washrooms is going to give you PTSD if you're a man, especially. Um, like, and, and, like, the worst part is the track does the best they can to keep that clean. But, I mean, the way I just describe her, people are, are just fucking savages. And... The first time I ever went up there for the weekend on the May 2-4, we weren't close to a public washroom. We were just like porta potties right behind us. And I mean, it was good until that Sunday when everybody has drank, been drinking since Thursday. And um, I don't want to get too, too graphic, but um, like for me, uh, yeah, um, grenaded. I've, I've literally sat in a porta potty and um, I could smell the other one, the one next to me. And um, it turns out someone exploded in there. And I don't mean just the, the toilet, I mean the walls, the door. It just went everywhere. It, it's almost like people are just fucked up in the head. And just wiped it on the walls with their hands or something like that. But they, like, it was all over the place. And, I mean, like, my brother went in and he just, like, the noises you hear from men um, who are obviously uh, having issues going. That's also a gnarly thing you have to listen to. Uh, The smell, uh, just, it's pretty much like you're not singing there and going on your phone and like, you know, taking a 20 minute poop like you do at home where you just go on your phone. You're literally in there. Once it's, once it's all out of you, 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 you're fucking out. It's not, it's like a, it's like a fucking war zone in there. It's like just a war zone of poop. Like, like just fucking shit bombs everywhere. I haven't seen it yet, but I guarantee you one weekend there will be poop in the middle of the floor. It's just, it's just a gnarly sight. It's, oh God, like, oh, this past weekend was disgusting. I won't really tell you what happened, but my buddy went in and from what he told me, whew, it's almost like, it, it almost is like, um, the track needs to actually just have someone outside the whole time and just check after each time someone poops because like it's uh it's fucking gnarly man just getting chills thinking about it there is some nice things like that's like the worst stuff and that's not even bad like walking the track is actually a lot of fun you walk the track and then you hear someone go, woo, 
and you just go join that party. Or you meet people, they take you back to their campsite, they give you more beer, and they say, go on your way, you know. Or, like, me, me and Nathan now, or Nathan and I, however the hell you say that, have this great idea of doing the grand tour of Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, where we just walk around with our guitars and sit as, as many fires as we can and play for the people. By the way, I played for four hours straight on a guitar, drunk, like, drunk as a skunk. I remember playing half the songs, and I just remember waking up, and my fingers felt like they were, like, three times the size that they really were. It's, it's one hell of a, of a thing. Like, and, and, like, if you do do this, like, the way we did it, like, I just say you're not going to be sleeping on stuff, you will be at work until Thursday, and you will still not feel right. You'll still feel fucking hungover. Now, I mean, like, gut raw headache, you will just, like, your brain will not work. I went back to work, and I fucked up so much, and people asked me what's wrong with me, and I just straight up told them, like, bro, fucking Mossport, that's what happened to me. I couldn't do anything right, man. It was crazy. It was just a crazy experience that everybody needs to try at least once in their life. Just cause, just cause, you know. Just have a little bit of uh, a giver moment, I guess. A giver moment, yeah. A giver moment. Because it is fucking absolutely nuts. We were down at the pits. Um, I'll tell you this story. This one, this one's kind of like, this is just like, wow. Um, so when we were up there for the truck races, they had the concert. So literally this is apparently this is the first time everyone went down to concert. So we all went down to the concert to, you know, watch the concert. Now in this concert, there's a video of me dancing with two drinks in my hand to Luke Bryant. That's how drunk I was. I was dancing to Luke Bryant. What the fuck is wrong with me? But there was this, this like, his, like, just fucking Thor dude just sitting in there. And I mean, like, this dude was, like, probably almost seven feet tall. And he was, he was just overseeing it. He's front row, and you, this is the type of guy you wouldn't want to tell to move. Because he's blocking your view. You just find our spot. Because he just looked like he, like, if someone said the wrong thing, he would just, like, grab him. He had, like... Like his his fucking hands were as big as my face, and he just I could just see him grabbing you with it and just like just breaking your fucking skull. It's it was fucked. But this guy had two beers, and right when the show started, he smashed him, Stone Cold Steve Austin them, and chugged him, and they walked up to my buddy who was smoking a joint and took the joint out of his hand and started smoking it. And my buddy just said, yeah, have it, have it. That dude was fucking huge. Like literally like a guy where it's just like, like you just, you, you see him in the crowd and you're like, I want nothing to do with you because you will just destroy me with what, like just a flick. You would break my nose with a fucking flick from your hand. Just, just the crazy type of people you know like I would not want to mess with them we also did do I'll tell uh, we also did this was like one of the things that uh, (laughs) 
Like, we started something big. When we were up there for the May 2-4, we were up there, right? And, um, like, you know, it was it was Saturday night. We, we had a couple drinks. And, like, all around they had garbage cans. And literally we started rolling down we're rolling people down or rolling our friends down the hill in this garbage can like literally and the crowd was react it sounded like a fucking concert and we were like oh my god and next thing you know we were done we're like yeah that was fun and then all the neighbors this guy comes up from the track and all the the neighbors are are pitching to roll this guy down the hill and he did it. Like, he got air in this garbage can. And we're all saying, like, oh, fuck. And, like, you know, like, there was, like, I think almost 200 bucks in, in the pot. And this man wouldn't take it. He was just like, oh, yeah, I just want to entertain the people. And he walked away like a fucking legend. Like, we... we <laughs> and it was down turn three. And turn three's hill is fucking steep. And this guy just just did it like four times. He kept coming back up, rolling me down it again. We were like, mm, okay. And he was like, put me over there. And he kept making us go farther. Rolling people down the hill in the barrel was another highlight from my Mossport experiences. But like the truck series has been going there since 2013. I just went last year or 2019 because, well... I finally had the time. I had, to, I had to work every year before. And then the one year I was going to go, I had a wedding. Sucked. But um, I would definitely recommend if you're like even in the area in like just buy a ticket and go. Go for one weekend. Like I'm telling you, everybody, everybody needs to try it once. Like it's such a, it's just a, 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 a an experience like. Like, it's almost like I'd rather go to Mossport for that experience and go to Cuba or something like that. It's just such a a fun vibe. And it's almost like it's a very welcoming vibe. Like, you know, like there's people behind us, like, f- falling over drunk. Nobody's bugging them either. It's just, just the way she goes there. People have so much fun there, too. And, like... You talk to your neighbors, you meet people on the track, you know, <laughs> just crazy shit. I'd recommend going, anybody going up there. I'm telling you, you will not ever regret it. You'll have one hell of a good time. Just like be prepared. Just be prepared for those nights, bring firewood because you will need to stay warm. Oh, what else should I talk about? See, this is what happens. I'm very unprepared. And I just do not know what to talk about. I literally saw this thing the other day of Khabib. Khabib is um, going to become a professional soccer player. I didn't even know the guy played soccer. And my... like. I don't know how to react to it. My logic is if he's as good as a soccer player as he is as MMA, he's going to be a, a, an amazing soccer player. 
But I mean, like, it's, that is a, 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 a big change from, <laughs> from kicking people in the head and choking them out and squishing their skulls in. It'd be funny to see him, though, if he gets mad. See how impatient he is. Like, a ref makes a bad call and he just fucking right hooks. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Just like, oh, like, oh, here's the card. Uh, penalty shot for other team. He's like, what? What? Because of me? And then just, bam, fucking guy's nose is all over his face. Oh, my God. Oh, Jake Paul made a, um, a hit list, actually. Like, I don't even want to look at it. But, um, like, there's, like, these big guys in boxing now saying, like, you know, he's let, leave him alone. He's, uh, he is, he is bringing boxing back. Like, it's the most fucked up thing, and I hate saying it. But, like, fuck, the kid is bringing boxing back. I mean, it started with, like, it, the big boxing match was Logan versus KSI round one. I mean, look what that started. Like, you know, social gloves, even though they went bankrupt. And I think Keemstar is now doing like a boxing promotion and like like the all these guys are doing like supreme patty that that weird fuck is like doing a boxing match on ref and rowdy even ref and rowdy's doing boxing match or uh, barstools has ref and rowdy which is boxing and um like little baby i don't even know who he is but i think he's a rapper and he's been training hard like it's like because the entertainers of youtube did it Everybody wants to do it. I mean, even I want to start training. Just because, you never know, I might get famous and then I will uh, have to fight somebody. <laughs> um, I'd love to do it. I definitely have to go to the doctor first. If I actually got a fight. Um, like I've said before, if I was going to fight anyone, it would be Kevos. Uh, I think, just, um, for no reason besides, I think it would be a good match. Like, I just think it'd be a good match. I think me and him would uh, give her a good go. And swing it out. Would I beat him? Maybe. I don't know. It, it, the, the, the weirdest thing, I, I sit there and think about it too. If I got big enough and I got the chance to box Kevos, um, it's like how would I go into the press conferences? Because the one thing I would probably not want to do is act extremely cocky. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to knock you the fuck out and, you know, this and that. I mean, Bryce Hall did that. He said he was a fighter and everything. And he fucking lost miserably. And then he comes out and says, I never said I was a fighter. I don't want to be that guy. That would be bad. <laughs> I would, and like, I would, it would definitely be one of those things that, that fucking haunt me. I mean, Logan Paul's doing the best. That guy keeps losing and making a shitload of money. So he's doing something right. But me, um, like the big thing is like you got to sell the fight, which I would want to do. But I don't want to just be one of those guys. First round knockout. Yeah, I'm going to knock you out first round. You that first round. Um. I wouldn't even want to knock someone out first round. Like, um, like Jake Paul's done that. And it's like you, you wait all fucking night for like a two-punch knockout. I'd be pissed if I punched someone out in the first two punches. Like, I wanted to go to like second or third round. Like, you know, 
Give the people what they paid for, not just a two-punch fucking knockout. Like, do you, like, it would almost feel shitty to me. Like, wow, all these people spent this money, and I I punched them out in two punches. Like, it wouldn't feel shitty, it'd just be like, fuck, like, did this guy not even fucking train? Because, like, like, Ben Askren, for fuck's sakes, man, like, how'd you get dropped once and fight over? Like, two punches, bro. The first two punches thrown, Ben's on the fucking ground. Gib, Gib took, like, four. But, I mean, Gib went out there. He looked like shit. He just looked awkward. Now, he looked good in the Social Gloves fight. And he definitely kicked ass. But, I mean, against Jake, what the fuck happened? He, he just looked awkward as fuck. I mean, for all you know, I would look awkward as fuck, too. Like, like I look at people like Tyson Fury has the most awkward f- fighting ever. You know? He... You just don't know what the hell he's going to do. I'd love to have a style like his if I learned how to fight. Just like, what the fuck is he going to do? You don't know. And he just gets you with a right. But I'm a southpaw, so I get you with my left. But I mean, fuck. Like, and that's it. And that's the thing. I want to. I would love to sell a fight, but at the same time, I don't want to say like I'm going to knock this guy out. Because I, pro- I might not. And, like, knowing me, um, it would have to be, like, the helmets. You have to wear the helmets and stuff. Now, probably not because how YouTube boxing has kind of went. People don't, like, they got their boxing licenses and shit like that. So, I would probably have to get a boxing license or no one would fucking watch. Um, fuck, just put me on... Um, Oh, what's it called? Oh, there are, I subscribed them on YouTube. Just put me on. What are they called? Hang on. I'm going through my YouTube. Oh, my God. It's going to drive me nuts. Put me on Rough and Rowdy. Hey, you can put me on Rough and Rowdy. I do a fight for Rough and Rowdy. Street Beefs. Put me on Street Beefs. That guy just does it in his backyard. Or does he? Are they still in his backyard? Street Beefs is the most fucking savage shit. Like... Like, I'm going through their YouTube channel right now, and it's just a backyard fucking gate. Like, there's hay bales. It's just like a fucking muddy... (laughs) These guys just fight each other. This guy has 2.2 million subscribers. And what does he do? He just puts people in the backyard and fucking go at it. And he just films them with a GoPro. Fuck, man. I am doing YouTube wrong. But at the same time, I don't want to do it like that. <laughs> but I mean, like, that guy, like, Street Beefs. That's where all these YouTubers should go. If you ask me, and I've said this before, with all this stuff, they should uh, they should do something like Ultimate Fighter, but all YouTubers. Like, have Logan Paul and, like, no, have Jake Paul and KSI. They're the coaches, right? And then... You have like a bunch of YouTubers come in into a house and they have to fight each other. And then the last two get to be the undercard. And then Jake Paul and KSI get their fight. Million dollar idea. YouTube gets a series out of it and gets money will be made because I will even watch that. It'd be funny as fuck because YouTubers are already entertaining. So imagine them in a house together and they're about to fight each other. Oh my God. Because some of them act like they try to act tough. But it doesn't work out. <laughs> it just really doesn't. And it, it really shows. <laughs> it really shows. Um, 
Yeah, that's what they should do. Like, could you imagine like Bryce Hall and Deji and all these guys, YouTubers to TikTok? Like, there'd be TikTokers, YouTubers, even if streamers want to come in, streamers could join. I'm telling you, man, it would work, and it'd make mills. I would join the house, but I would probably be the first one eliminated because I don't. <laughs> I always say that, like. <laughs> My girlfriend watches that show Love Island, and um, I I always just say I would never try to find anybody. I would just drink all the booze <laughs> and just wait until I got get eliminated. Watch me be like the last one. Like that show is fucked and stupid. Oh, uh, so funny, but. Um, I would definitely watch it, and if I could be a part of it, hell yeah. Look at this, Boy Stick, the underdog. 123 subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> Why is he even in that, in that house with these big boys? If I couldn't outfight him, at least I know I could probably outdrink him. Because I can drink a lot. But, um, yes. Uh, we're already halfway through August. I should say this, um, September is going to be some big things happening. Kind of want to start doing some new stuff. Going to try streaming. I've said that before, but September is like when all the stuff's going to happen. That side project I want to kind of be ready. Um, and yeah, uh, the side project will probably be up and going and, um, hopefully vlogging. I've been hounding Quinn Mar. He keeps going out and filming and I'm like, bruh. Bro, and Quinn, I know you're fucking watching this. Give me a shout. I will come out and film with you. Dickhead. Go subscribe to Quinn Marlowe. He's he's killing it. And once again, if you made it this far, I am almost 50 subs. If you made it this far, just subscribe. Leave feedback on the video. Leave a like. Um, you know, do all that. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching on Spotify, go to YouTube so you can see my ugly, ugly mug and subscribe. I'm so close. I am at, where am I at? I think I'm at 47. Um, switch counts. I'm at 48 subscribers. Oh my God, I'm two subscribers away. Please just subscribe. I'm so close. <sighs> All right, that'll do it for this episode. I'm sorry for hounding in the air about subscribers. I'm just so close to fucking 50. Grr, it's going to piss me off. I literally set the camera so I could sit like this and I'd be full frame and now and obviously <coughs> that didn't work and I just burped in your ears so that's on you. Um, hopefully Brandon Warrens will be on the show soon. I gotta text him actually. I shall text him after this is done but yo when are you coming on? Actually let's text him right now. In front of the camera so he knows like that while I'm recording this. Yo Brandon when the fuck are you coming on? Uh 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 where is he? Where is that goof? Someone there is. Here he is. Alright, cool. Um yes, so I texted him. And yes! So that'll do it for this episode. I just clapped right in the ears. I'm so sorry for that. Um, like I said, like, subscribe if you got this far. Leave a comment. I love reading feedback. Even if it's mean, it won't make me cry. But it's it's nice to have. So, 
that will do it for this episode. Um, I'm if you got this far, thank you for listening, uh, and thank you for the people who have been giving me feedback on my content. I am having a lot of fun, and I am going to keep going. So that will that will that will be happening. But this episode will probably be film or be out Thursday. Yeah, I'm literally going to edit this tomorrow because I'm not editing it tonight. It will be edited and uploaded for Thursday. And after that, don't worry. Everything will be back to Wednesday, 6 p.m. Honestly Lazy Podcast. Um, and that will do it for me. So it's your boy Stick. Uh, I keep saying, uh, because I don't know what to say. Um, oh, yeah. Check out my social medias. Instagram is what I use the most. I go on Twitter. I barely post on Twitter. But maybe I'll start. And um, that will do it. Okay, I'm done. I will like Follow me on uh, uh, Instagram. Links in the bio on YouTube. But if you're listening on Spotify, it is BoyStick. Type that shit in and I will pop up on Twitter. It's BoyStick channel. And that's where you can get updates on me and the content. Okay, I'm done. Love you guys. Thanks for the feedback. And I will see you next week. Unless I die or I don't feel like uploading a video. But yeah. Bye.